Hello and welcome to Canine Hooper's World, the podcast. A whole new world of fun. Everyone's invited. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 13 of Canine Hooper's World, the podcast. First of all, apologies for this episode being late this week. Um, One of my dogs has been in the vets with a mouth abscess she's all healed now but i didn't manage to get the episode recorded because i was on nurse duty so apologies for the lateness but i hope you enjoy this episode today i want to talk to you about rewards and why we use rewards in training um what rewards are and how we can use rewards with hoopers First of all, let's look at what rewards are. Now, this is a little bit of a gray area at times because what we may think is rewarding to our dog, our dog may not find rewarding. And because our dog is the learner and we are trying to reward them, they need to pick the reward. A lot of dogs will go for food, which is what we call a primary reinforcer, and Food is generally a safe bet, but if your dog has just eaten all their dinner, they may not then want more food. Now, if you're training hoopers, you shouldn't really be training straight after a meal, guys. You want to make sure that your dogs um, have an empty stomach because obviously running on a full stomach is not ideal and can cause problems. So I tend to train on an empty stomach or an emptier stomach, should I say. If my dogs have had breakfast, I give it at least an hour before we do any sort of training. And for hoopers, I normally give them two hours just to make sure that they haven't got loads of food in their bellies. But with looking at what our rewards are, some dogs really like toys. Some dogs are very foodie. Some dogs sort of like toys but aren't into them that much. So then we can look at using what we call food toys, which are things like the clam balls, the lotus balls. Um, There are loads available online and they are um, like a ball that's made of three or four sections that opens up so you put food inside. So that's a really nice way of getting the dogs to start interacting with you and a toy whilst adding that extra bit of food in to kind of help with getting them motivated for the toy. Now, toy motivation is super, super helpful when we're teaching hoopers and can be a really, really good reward, um, especially if you've got a dog that um, is watching their waistline, so you may not want to use as much food. You might want to use a bit more play. And also for dogs that aren't particularly motivated or are a little bit flat, sometimes using a toy reward can actually motivate them um, and get them a lot more animated than using food. When we look at food and what the reward value is, um, think about things like kibble versus cheese versus hot dog versus sprats. To your dog, they we call it reward value. So for, in my mind, the kibble is worth a pound, cheese is worth 10 pounds, hot dog is worth 20 quid, um, things like tuna bread or like dried liver 
Um, my guys really like kangaroo. We get ostrich treats, stuff like that, kind of novel proteins. They may be worth more, sort of 50 pounds. And then for my guys particularly, um, dried sprats, those horrible little dried fish that stare at you and are really difficult to break, um, are worth 100 pounds. Now, when I'm training tiny dog, quite often I'll have the treats cut up into really small pieces so that I can give her just one piece if she's done a good job. But if she's done an amazing job, she might get three or four pieces or a whole sprat. This is what we call a jackpot. Now, there's no real scientific backing on jackpots and whether they work or not. But from my point of view, if I've just asked my dog to do something and they've done it well, I want to reward that behavior so that they repeat it. That's that's science. We know that works. So the dog does a behavior, we reward it, they're going to they're going to be more likely to repeat that behavior. But if I ask for a behavior and it's amazing, I feel that she has earned a bonus. So I will give her a bigger treat or a better value treat or something that is a little bit special. So that's what we'd call a jackpot. And as I say, there is no real scientific backing into jackpots. Um, a lot of trainers will say they make no difference, but a lot of trainers will tell you that they really help. With Hoopers, my example for that would be if I'm just doing some training exercise with Mink, so it's just a few bits of equipment, um, I'll probably just give her like one treat for completing the exercise. But if I've done a course, and it's a whole course of between, I don't know, 12 and 20 obstacles, and she's just gone clear, she's gonna get a jackpot at the end of that because I want her to know that what she just did was amazing and I want her to definitely repeat that behavior. Now, I covered a little bit about why we reward, but it's important to remember that if our dogs are doing something that we like them doing, and we want them to repeat that behavior, we reward the behavior. So when we look at kind of reinforcement training, the reason it's called reinforcement training is because we are reinforcing the behavior. So it's when you get this right, I am going to reward you, whether that's with food or attention or toy, or it could just be an environmental reward. So my guys, if we're walking, and one of them really wants to get to the park and they started pulling on their lead a little bit, I could stop, wait for them to get back to me, and then I carry on walking. And actually the reward is them moving and walking and getting to the park quicker. So we can use environmental stuff. If our dog wants to really, really sniff something, we can just ask for a little bit of eye contact or just for a little bit of attention on us, maybe a sip. And then we can release them to go and sniff whatever they wanted to sniff. So that's a reward. So rewards aren't always food. And some people get really hung up with, oh, but I don't want to use food for training all the time. Well, first of all, it's not diamonds, so don't be stingy. And when we think about dogs doing a job and getting paid for it, the better our dogs get at their job, the less pay they get, which is really rubbish because for us peoples, when we get better at our jobs, we get paid more or we get a bonus. But a lot of people seem to expect their dogs to do a better job, but not get paid at all. Like, don't be tired for your rewards, guys. And if you don't want to use food, use toys. If your dog finds that rewarding, if you're worried about your dog's waistline, just reduce the number of 
treats, not treats you're giving, just reduce their food portion a little bit. So what I tend to do with my guys is in the morning they get a small amount of kibble and then in the evening I actually weigh out their food because if they've done a lot of training in the day and they've had a lot of food rewards, I know that I need to reduce their dinner slightly because when you're working with dogs that are four or five kilos, it's really easy for them to put on weight because 50 treats is basically a whole food portion for them. With Munchkin, my lab staff girl, she could eat and eat and eat and eat all day long and still eat her dinner and not worry too much about putting weight on. But I am still careful I do still monitor her weight because she's getting that bit older. And like for us humans, the older our dogs get, the slower their metabolism becomes and they can put on weight more easily. But if you've done a lot of training that day, just reduce their meals a little bit, guys. Don't be stingy with your reward because if your dog is doing a good job, you need to pay them for it. It's only fair, really. Now, in Hoopers, we talk about reward placement. And one of the things with reward placement in Hoopers is I try and feed from the floor. I don't try, I don't like rewarding my dogs from my hands too much. I try and reward on the floor purely because I want my dog focused ahead of what they're doing and not at me and my hands so when we're teaching heel work and we're teaching the dogs to stay really close to us and be almost velcro to our leg quite often we reward in position which is them being glued to our leg so we'd reward from the hand because you're, you don't want to chuck a treat away from you if you're trying to reinforce the dog being close to you now in Hoopers, because we're looking for the dogs to be looking for the next obstacle and looking ahead, and if you want to start teaching distance, remember it's not compulsory, but if you want to start teaching a bit of distance, rewarding your dog from your hand is actually counterproductive to that. So to get your dog looking forwards and working away and working ahead of you, we quite often use the targets that we spoke about a few episodes ago, and we put the rewards on the targets so the dogs are learning forward focus and to drive away rather than constantly coming to us for the reward. And this is where toys can be really useful. If you've got a dog that's not really into toys so much, you can look at using things like lotus balls or clams that are designed to have food put into them. So it's like a petal shape that... Um, opens up and food goes inside lots of dogs like tuggy now even my chihuahuas love a game of tug and it's just something you can build with them and you can have a little game of tug and then reinforce that tug with food to get them um into the game a little bit more but playing with your dogs is a really good way of rewarding them if they like toys and it's a great way of building your bond and interacting so Toys can be great for bringing the dog's motivation up and if you've got a dog that's a little bit flat, they can be a really good way of getting them to be a bit more excited. But you need to consider what your dog finds rewarding, what is more rewarding, is it food or is it toys? But also how long it takes to give a toy reward to how long it takes to give a food reward. So be mindful of what you're training. If you're just doing some sort of drill exercise of practicing, maybe a short hoop barrel hoop sequence, just getting your dog to learn to turn tight around a barrel, then that's where I'd be more likely to use food because I can reinforce the dog a lot quicker and we might get 10 reps in in a minute 
rather than just two if we're doing a toy reward because when we're using toys you want to make sure you're having that good game of tuggy you want to make sure you're giving your dog a game because if they've just done something amazing and you get the toy out they grab the toy tug tug stop oh well that was a bit rubbish whereas if it's oh my god that was amazing get the toy out play 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 tug 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 remember keeping that toy low and slow backwards and forwards side to side so you're not jerking on the dog just nice slow flow movement so the dog can be tugging with you you let them win it they bring it back to you you carry on tugging a bit more wow that just took forever sprat out of pocket into dog's mouth yummy 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 done next rep so there are merits for using both types of reward with your dogs guys don't feel that you should only use toys or you should only use food because both can be reinforcing and in different ways to our dogs and depends on what we want to train because if you've got a dog that like munchkin charges up super quickly and i can wind her up in two seconds flat not 60 boom but then i need to calm her back down again to focus and if she gets too excited she can't focus so if I'm doing kind of heel work obediency training with her, I quite often use a toy because I want her to be a bit more hyped up. If I do any hoopers training with her, which she finds ridiculously exciting, I'll use food rewards with her because adding a toy element into that is going to really just send her over the top. So this week in class, we had um, two very different dogs, two very different breeds. One's a retriever, one's a collie. Now, the retriever tends to work for food. This week, we put him onto a toy, and he was actually a lot more focused. It was a food toy. It was a clamp. But having that extra reward of being able to carry something in his mouth, which as a retriever, he's been bred to do, and then get food as well, his performance really improved this week. Now, the other extreme to this was the Border Collie we have in class, which is um, super fast, super quick. And... We quite often use a toy for him, but because he's so fast, he doesn't always listen. And because he was doing a course this week, we needed him to be listening to his owner a lot more. So we actually used food rather than a toy. And he trained a lot better. So for those dogs, the reward they may prefer with the golden retriever, it's the food, because he's a foodie boy. With the collie, it's the toy. But actually swapping those treats around, it was still reinforcing for the dog. So we were still rewarding them. But it actually helped develop their focus and get them in the game a little bit more. So food or toy, guys, it's entirely up to you. But just remember, if your dog does a good job, reinforce that behavior. They're not diamonds. It's just food. Have an awesome week, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, remember our instructor course is now available online please check out our website www.k9hoopersworld.com and until next week bye bye for more information on hoopers where to find classes and canine hoopers world instructor courses find us on facebook like our page join our free group canine hoopers world you can follow us on instagram and we're also on twitter at canine hoopers check out our website www.caninehoopersworld.com remember canine hoopers world 
everyone's invited.